Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What. Today we've got Kat Philpon and she is the CEO and founder of ES Marketing. Hi Kat. Hello, pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you on. Um, should we jump straight in Kat? Do you want to tell us a bit about what you do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Uh, so what I currently do is marketing. So I have a marketing agency which started up about 18 months ago, two years ago, something like that, um, which we're currently in the middle of rebranding. So when you said ES Marketing, it was just foreign to me because I've just had a completely (laughs) different name for the past three months, but obviously nobody knows about it yet. Um, We're currently repurposing it to to be called Pivot, Pivot Marketing. So it's going to kind of have play on words like the Pivot Your Marketing and effectively rejigging the packages a little bit to more of a consulting point of view mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of what we do we market b2b businesses in particular okay so marketing how did you get into it why are you in it how did it all come about um so i kind of fell into it actually <laughs> and then enjoyed it um after realizing what it was but uh, when i left school i I reached out to a contact that I had who I knew had vacancies available for apprenticeships and I was reaching out originally to start in the accountancy industry. Um, Quite different. <laughs> very different but I'm very analytical so it's kind of it worked in my favour um, but yes like you said very 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 different um, so I reached out to him and he actually said I've unfortunately I've got no more uh, accountancy positions but we do have marketing positions right okay well let's have a look at that so started my journey as a marketer then worked my way up in the, the industry and then jumped around into sales back and forth between sales and marketing is uh, very similar and then kind of really loved it from there and took it on I suppose okay and so marketing it wasn't something you'd study at university or did you go to university at all I went straight from school into an apprenticeship, but then okay. with that apprenticeship, alongside that, I started my bachelor's degree with the Open University in business management. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, that's a lie. I started with languages um, just because I really have a passion for it. And then I moved into business management and languages. And now I'm doing a master's in marketing and data analytics. So it goes pretty well. Okay, that's really interesting because a lot of the marketers we've had on, um, when we talked about university, some of them have have like you gone straight into work and others went to university and and studied marketing. But we found a lot of them that went to uni and studied marketing have said, actually, they'd prefer to have done the route that you've done. So it's Mm. really interesting to hear that you've now decided to go back and do a master's in marketing. Why have you made that decision out of interest? Um, So I do agree. I think that kind of having that applied knowledge, you know, the kind of you can learn at the same time as working. I think that that's definitely really worked well for me. Um, But I find that there's also a lot of gaps, um, you know, in, in knowledge and whatever. And I wanted to kind of do more of the strategic consulting side of things. And therefore, I kind of wanted to kind of advance my understanding in marketing and therefore um, took on the masters to kind of help that and to kind of help my standing in the industry, I suppose. You already uh, mentioned earlier, obviously, you wanted to potentially start um, in accountancy you're yes. a numbers person and uh clearly your master's in is in analytics as well for, for yeah. me i quite like the uh the analytics i kind of live on excel 
day to day. So um, <laughs> music to my ears. So it's Love always quite an interesting thing talking to people in marketing because it is such a big part of that job because mm-hmm. while you can be producing incredible content, if you don't know what's actually working, there's no point doing it. So what, what draws you to that analytical side of marketing? I don't know what it is. I really don't. But I've always had a kind of a flair of passion for numbers, I suppose. And kind of, I mean, I'd always memorize numbers over everything so I look at something and for some reason those numbers would stick in my head like I know probably shouldn't disclose this information but I know all of my credit cards off by heart like (laughs) (laughs) um so it's just been something that's there so I really enjoy kind of the analytical side like you said of marketing where you're looking at all the data and kind of trying to figure out a strategy to put behind that and you know really excel each brand it's interesting isn't it marketing because Mm -hmm you either you either stand at one end or the other you know at one end you've got brand which is incredibly airy fairy is the wrong way to put it but it's it's creative and it's it's really hard to drill down and get numbers it definitely adds value and it's definitely definitely worthwhile doing branding but you can't distill that into numbers as easily as maybe content marketing paid advertising do you think there's definitely two different routes in marketing one for somebody like yourself and one for someone who's just maybe not more creative but that way inclined I think that's really interesting to hear you say that I've never really given it much thought in that way and you're absolutely right to be honest there is there are kind of two separate elements of of marketing I would have to say I think most marketers do enjoy both parts I mean I don't I can't speak for all but the one the marketers I've spoken to I know that they quite enjoy the analytical side of things and the creative because they get to see the numbers behind what they're creating so I'd say that's probably the same for me and do you think those kind of two areas require different skill sets because it's interesting to hear you say that you think marketers uh, enjoy both areas to me yeah. it, it would maybe be sort of even different skill sets maybe different personality traits that would lean towards it I think for huh. myself I, I understand what you're saying about the numbers behind the creative um, but maybe you lean one way or the other a bit more depending on your skill sets do you think I think that's probably down to personal situation for me I'm really really keen on both um, what I've been doing a lot with my personal branding is the creative side of things. I also equally really like the numbers like I spoke about before. Um, so I don't know, I guess that's probably not something I can answer for all marketers, but certainly can for me is definitely I enjoy both just just as equal. And how is it rebranding your company as well as um, going through university? I can imagine that's quite a quite a handful. How are you dealing with your day to days? Yeah, it is quite a handful, actually. It's um, it's challenging at times, I'll be honest. I have things that keep me in check, though. Um, I have a habits tracking app, which kind of makes sure that I get out of bed and I do X, Y and Z and, you know, and make sure that I'm right in the right frame of mind. And the same with an affirmations app that I have, which kind of sends me daily notifications, um, just kind of spreading positivity, I suppose. So, um, that's kind of how I try to help deal with the, the overwhelm, but it is certainly difficult because I've also got another couple of brands which I'm building up on the sidelines. Wow, so. you are super busy. I, I thought you were busy, <laughs> Tom, but wow. Um, so, uh, you know, take uni out and take all the other, other side bits out. What are you doing on a day-to-day basis with your, with your brand at the moment? You know, how, what are you actually doing with it? So the past 
few weeks in particular, I've been really focused on my personal brand. Um, it's really quite shot up on LinkedIn in particular. Um, and obviously, I'm now trying to focus on Instagram a little bit more to support that. So daily, I'm kind of connecting with various different people. Um, a lot of people have asked me on to podcasts like this, which is exciting. Um, and I'm mainly focused on the personal brand and obviously the rebrand at the moment. Uh, it just it really varies depending on what I'm going through as a business, but I'm doing a lot of planning because I'm changing the product range a little bit. So there's a whole load of lead generation processes that I'm going through and the analytical fun stuff that I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and so what part of marketing are you, is your business focusing on? Say, you know, uh, a business owner comes to you on, on what's your sort of value proposition to them? Um, so we focus basically on the sort of B2B element of, of, uh, of businesses. And we're just about to kind of, rejig the packages to support the kind of consulting side of things so we're going to be consulting brands on how they can be um, creating their digital profile how to succeed in an online space because everybody's turning digital now um, and how they can kind of grow and nurture their leads in order to successfully um, generate more business so that element is probably the biggest part of where we're going with this um, mm -hmm. and aside from that we're going to have packages which also include fundamentals of the actual marketing such as email marketing social media management some content strategy all the sort of typical marketing points which will be included with the consulting wow very cool so you you mentioned linkedin a bit there this is where we met um, on LinkedIn, yeah. like we're trying to build our personal brands on LinkedIn. Um, and it's had a phenomenal effect and growth on our podcast um, at the mm -hmm. moment. Are uh, you finding LinkedIn is just incredibly invaluable? You know, for any students listening as well, please get on LinkedIn. It's fantastic at the moment. I think you'll agree with me, Kat. A thousand percent. Couldn't agree more. It's, it's funny because I've had it for probably about the best part of three years. And for the first two, two and a half years up until about six months ago, I didn't really take it too seriously in the way that I am now. And I mm -hmm. think it's so invaluable to anything and anyone. And that's all I see nowadays on LinkedIn is how invaluable LinkedIn is, which is really interesting. Um, it's just, I can't, I, I couldn't even explain why, but it's just such a, it's a positive space and it's people just being authentic now. And it's really hard to find that on social media because you've got the likes of Instagram, for example, which is all, about the visuals and usually people are more competitive on there in terms of trying to brag about what they're doing and mm. you know whereas LinkedIn is more I don't know it's kind of more authentic more like oh you know we understand like just, the content that I'm putting out there certainly is along those lines and I think that there are a lot of content creators which are bringing more positivity to the world of social media. You make a great point there as well about um, Instagram being a very yeah. visual you know we being a podcast and this is just breaking down for us we tend to struggle with the visual especially being an audio only podcast so you know if you just apply apply that to what we're talking about here linkedin is fantastic because it's more of a story based you can tell better stories you can actually write it's like a platform you can write on whereas you know facebook's yeah. kind of a bit dead it's kind of a lot of video on there instagram is your visual so it's all about using different social medias for what you're good at right and if somebody's going to showcase their skills think about if it's visual or think about if it would be better on on written would use linkedin right yes absolutely and then you've also got tiktok to add to that stress as well <laughs> yeah 
TikTok. I haven't quite mastered that yet. I did try and <laughs> do a few videos, but um, I'm, I'm maybe too old for it, I fear. Too old? Not at all. Never. Never, <laughs> never at all. Have you? Do you listen to a lot of Gary Vee? Because he always talks about how you're never too old to do anything. I do listen to Gary Vee, but I just can't <laughs> dance on TikTok. I've, I've not got the rhythm. <laughs> dance? Oh, goodness I know, gracious. I know, I know, I know. I'm saying everything all the TikTok <laughs> experts say you don't have to do. But it's um, it's one of those things for me. Yeah, so, no, Kat, I sorry you were you won the young entrepreneur of the year what what does did that involve and how did that come about um so i was informed that i'd been shortlisted as a finalist i think somewhere around september mark i think of last year which was exciting based on i guess a, new, a number of characteristics that had kind of influenced that in my position x y and z um and then I was invited to an interview with four uh, with four people who were entrepreneurs themselves as well and kind of judging uh, who was going to be the finalist effectively. And that was in November. And so I came out of the interview room thinking I'd absolutely done poorly, thrown the interview, just, just didn't go in the way that I just wasn't prepared for it. So I didn't think I was going to win. And then March came and my best friend was with me and we sat at the table and I've actually got a video of it because I told her not to take a video because I didn't think I was going to win. <laughs> but then I did and it was brilliant. So it's really exciting. Oh, congrats on that. I mean, that's, that's a remarkable achievement already. Thank you. Um, so we were talking a bit about marketing and the skill sets required. If somebody's listening to this and they want to get into marketing, what kind mm-hmm. of skills should they be learning? Let, let's say the top three skills, somebody that wants to get into marketing should be learning now. Okay, so I do get this question quite a lot in my DMs and I usually send them um, some resources. So I'd say like the first step would be to actually start building up your skill set, because I think no matter what kind of qualifications you have, etc., it's all about the skill set and the knowledge that you have. And with marketing, it's constantly adapting to the new information that comes around. So, you know, that's why to an extent the masters I'm doing might not be valuable as valuable as consuming marketing content on a daily basis so i'd say if you can i mean i've started watching tiktok videos um there we go coming back around to tiktok but it's literally all my feed is now is just valuable content to do with marketing entrepreneurship whatever it is that i like and the algorithm suggests it to me so all i would do is just watch as many youtube tiktok videos um, to do with marketing marketing tips etc um and that's probably the first place I'd go. Then you've got the soft skills, which is actually kind of like the mindset and everything about it. And then learning the consumer psychology behind the marketing that you're doing. Um, I definitely start with those two points. And from there, I guess it's just the kind of drive and the self-belief, I think. And a lot of people struggle to kind of switch careers because I don't think that they can. Or, you know, I think that the the importance is to think, right, I've got some skill set here. I kind of know what I'm doing. And then now start connecting with some people, seeing what I can do. Even if you can maybe intern somewhere, do a free project for somewhere, for someone, freelance, something. Um, mm. Something to get you started and get you sort of shown that you can do it and do it again. Mm. So looking down the road and growing your business and, you know, thinking about potentially hiring people in the future, what kind of things would you look for or what would stand out to you 
and you go, oh, do you know what? I really want this person in my business. I would have to definitely say the top skill is kind of all of the the soft skills, the mindset and the ability to grow and learn from their mistakes. So I can, I'm quite good at sensing energies. And so I can tell when somebody's being genuine. Mm. And I think that that's, it's really important when somebody comes in and they're willing to learn, but they're also willing to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Um, I think that there's a whole load of soft skills that kind of build up to building great people. And it's really hard to find that because sometimes people will, you know, they won't tell the complete truth because they, they're, they're afraid that it makes them look bad. But, mm. you know, I think that that kind of that element would be the top skill I would look for. And would you be more inclined to hire someone that's got a big LinkedIn presence or they're starting to build a personal brand and they've showcased their work online versus mm-hmm. somebody who just gives you a traditional A4 CV? I think that really depends on a number of different factors, but in general, I'd probably have to say yes, Mm -hmm. just because of the fact that they've gone out of their way to actually try and, you know, the the determination that's there versus the effort that's gone into perhaps an outdated CV that we're assuming from this information, Mm. you know, it's, it's, there's a huge difference. And as marketers, we have to get creative. So it shows that creativity. What's the biggest positive um, for you um, that you've taken out of working in marketing so far? Hmm. Are we talking about the actual industry or can I say people? Yeah, you can say people, however you'd like to answer it. Yes. Well, I think I'd have to say people. I think marketers are a crazy, fun bunch of people. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, you can't get anyone greater, to be honest with you. Yeah probably about it fair enough on the other side of that though what maybe be some of the less favorable aspects of the industry you've discovered so far i have to say the bad rep that we get from certain types of agencies where they either don't produce results or uh, they're the type to kind of do loads of cold outreach via email and sort of try and sell via email and we get a bad rep for that so it's quite unfortunate i remember speaking to somebody said kind of oh what do you do and said oh I do marketing said oh you're those annoying people in my emails (laughs) (laughs) I'm constantly surprised people still send cold emails like it does it 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 must work for some of them but it's just to me it just is absolutely pointless waste of time I completely agree it's just a foreign concept to me Mm -hmm. To, to round this off would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now oh absolutely yeah I love it and and as I said the people make it you know kind of give it the extra cherry on top it's just such a supportive environment if you do marketing it's kind of like you're already family you know oh you do marketing oh so do I oh brilliant that's gonna get a drink you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah besides the people the actual work I love it there's nothing more exciting and it's a growing industry um which is set to reach a huge amount within the next couple of years Mm. well thank you so much for your time Kat it's been a pleasure to hear about your career and what you're doing and um wish you the best of luck with uh, with the future and the rebrand no problem at all thanks for having me daniel and tom thank you where can uh, people find you see what you're up to and uh, what's going on my main channels are definitely linkedin as we discussed and instagram brilliant thank you cat no problem thank you <laughs>